Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your host and Game Master. We're continuing our playthrough of The Watch today, but before we get to that, we've got a couple exciting announcements. Coming up later this week on April 15th at 2 p.m. Central Time, the Star Wars podcast I'm a part of, Never Tell Me the Pods, is going to be on stage at Star Wars Celebration. That show is hosted by our pod leader, Pranks Paul, but I'll also be joined by Cat Cool and Johnny O'Mara as we discuss key character traits of your favorites in the Star Wars universe. Next month, May 17th through 19th, Dungeons & Dragons is going to be announcing their next storyline through a massive streaming event, and I am going to be part of it. I'll be playing in one of several games they're going to be airing during this event, and trust me, you don't want to miss any of them. To find out more information, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dndlive2019. And when I say D&D, that is the letter D, the letter N, and the letter D dnd.wizards.com slash dndlive2019. There's also a live show component. And if you're in the Los Angeles area, May 17th through 19th, you might be able to meet me in person. Finally, if you live in the UK, near London, be sure to watch my Twitter feed over the next couple of days because I am going to be announcing an event in London. I don't get the opportunity to do that much transatlantic travel, so this is a good opportunity to meet me if you have ever wanted to do that. We're still solidifying the date and the location, and I will let you know as soon as possible. If you don't follow the Twitter feed, we'll definitely have an update about this in next week's episode. With all of that out of the way, I'll see you in the midroll, heroes. I am going to first need a roll of recon. Okay. Take plus one. Why? Me. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Eight. Okay. So that's going to push you to nine. It doesn't push you to a higher. No, sorry. So I added it's oh, okay. seven plus seven. one. Okay. You don't, is it uh, cunning or luck for recon? Uh, recon is luck. Yeah. Oh. Get to add plus two to that. That brings you to ten. You're at ten. All right. Thank uh, you. <laughs> that's that's very very good I know news. How to play games. <laughs> it's uh, your first time playing this game, yeah. so uh, this in this scenario. Um, let's see. Okay, so on on a hit, your scouting doesn't attract unwanted attention and provides you with valuable intelligence. You have a successful time scouting the trail ahead as, as people are moving along this winding path, like keeping tabs on the movements of the shadow. Uh, you are also successful partially because Trega took point. So Trega is giving you some wisdom or insight uh, into what's going on that has helped you succeed. So with that, uh, tell me what you've done to scout. Um, I definitely have done like traditional scouting uh, where I kind of go in and out. Uh, I'm sorry. So we are on a mountain pass too. I think you'd kind of articulated. So this is like a, fo a, a mountainous forested region with rolling grass hills. Gotcha. So it. plenty of places to hide behind, plenty of places to kind of, you know, scout, get a look, kind of see what's going on. Um, I've been leaving kind of markers to uh, make sure I've figured out where I've been, where is secure. Um, mostly just, yeah, um, traveling in and out of uh, various spots that uh, Loette has marked on the map to ensure that, like, yes, in fact, these are safe zones that we can continue to travel through. I think you have learned that most of the traps here are undisturbed. Okay. Um, and I think the most valuable uh, bit of intelligence that you have, uh, you've also been, like, looking to see which of the shadow you could get. You, you've mm -hmm. been doing the, the Loet thing of climbing trees, ah, yes. trying to look down on people. Uh, you are looking to see how people are dressed, what scraps of clothing they have, uh, what patterns they have in their clothing, because uh, Rysok, being very clever, was trying to determine what clans these shadow-touched people were. I like that. Okay. The only people uh, of clan... Um, of Clan Molthos uh, are going to be Yeli and Drono. So okay. you know that there is a potential that Drono knows the lay of the land and knows about these traps. But uh, there is a chance that like he can only know so much mm -hmm. and that 
Shadow Command, whoever dispensed this shock unit, uh, primarily picked uh, Drono because of Drono's emotional impact on trying to capture Yelly, not uh, picking a large amount of Molthos people to know the lay of the land and know how many traps there are. Can I identify any other cl- uh, clan sigils on the other uh, thirteen enemies? Yeah, let's 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 twist that knife. Okay, there's there's Roishan clan <laughs> oh, in there yeah. for sure, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which also makes it pretty scary. <laughs> yeah, no, these they're pretty bad baddies. Um, and you also catch uh, the beautiful marbled flesh of a sorceress of course uh i can feel like that dread sinking in the pit of my stomach yeah uh and in the battle itself in the fight that you had uh or you know when when yelly was taken there was no sorceress on the field so the sorceress must be directing things directly from camp i like that okay can i ask a question Mm -hmm. with the shadow when people have been touched by the shadow and twisted by them uh, specifically for the men, are they're still recognizable as who they were then? They're yes. not so monstrous that. Uh, yeah, like it, you you can recognize who they are. It's just a very twisted version okay. of who they are. Right. When you see someone that you know, you, you will know, know it. Okay. Yeah. So, sorry, what was Yelly's partner's name again? Uh, Drono. Drono. Drono was originally from Dothus, right? And he married into. Yes. Right. Okay. Cool. So with that. Uh, navigate and strategize. I'm going to need a navigation roll for this winding path that Loet has set for people. Nine. Okay. Okay. So um, nine is a partial success. Uh, You can push this to a 10 if somebody watches Loet's back. The challenge is this might also make you take on a complication. I don't know if I'm in a position to. I feel like I've been scouting yeah, up scouting. ahead. Yeah. Well, I think I'm the only other person who's well, they're, watching they're, back. Yeah, there, there are two people watching back. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, yeah. And it, me, but I'm not feeling very fond towards the one. Yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that That's I'm debating fair. is uh, whether I would actually do it. Yeah. I think Tekka would stick close with Loette because um, Tekka has a lot of camaraderie with Loette. Mm-hmm. Um, so Tekka would definitely kind of almost puppy dog like because i'm so lost in this whole scenario Mm. that i'm just kind of like following around watching everything and trying to learn from example as well oh actually i need both of you to roll watch their back just in case because that gives you a resource to use throughout the mission anyway and what stat does that use that is going to be training yeah sorry (laughs) tika I rolled an eight minus one, so okay. seven plus one from me. Yep. So eight. So eight. eight. Yeah. And I rolled a ten. Oh, nice. great. Okay. So, uh, for watch their back uh, on a hit, hold one. So you've got a plus one that you can give out as long as it is relevant to this mission. Um, on a seven to mine, you uh, hold one, but you also mark wary. I'm very. I'm. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. It's wearing you down. So either one of you, if you want to use your watch their back in this situation, can watch Loet's back and push this to be a full success. Otherwise, we can take uh, the complexities that will arrive from a partial success. I want to push if I can. Okay. So uh, in this situation, Loet, you are navigating. Partially, the, the reason that this is a problem is... Knowledge of these traps and things uh, is passed down through an oral history um, to keep things safe. Like, it's pretty much what you tell each other, and it's always been a need-to-know basis. Part of this is your side of the mountain, but it dabbles in areas that are not. So you're relying on information that you remember, and some of that information is old. Uh, There's also, the stakes are so high. They're so, so high right now, um, and that is wearing on you. Um, how, Tekka, do you have Loet's back in this situation? I am half in the physical realm, and part of me is like half looking at the spirit side of things um, as we're going through this. So I'm, because part, now, can I use a move? 
Um, or no. So this is you using the watch their back move. Okay, so I can't use another move. Uh, you wouldn't want to help. use another move <laughs> concurrently, but you can describe things like that. Like, okay. It would normally be a move in another situation, but it's folded into watch their back right okay. now. Okay, so yeah, so I'm, I'm also looking at the path of spirits um, and the path of, of how they move and because spirits are still walking around they're not oblivious to the material world they're they're still linked to it do you think they check old traps that they've set previously that yeah some of them are really set in their ways so i can help and watch um the past as well Mm. um i just while we're doing that my hand is always like touching you it's always on your arm or your shoulder because i'm not entirely here in the physical so i do stumble i like that because like that and that's probably one of the things that uh bothers you about the land of the living is is the spirit realm is so much more rich because there is always a wealth of spirits moving around whether the the uh living spirits of of plants and animals and people that are around you or, or, or past spirits or shades that are walking around too. So mm-hmm. like the world is just so much more vivid, um, but you can't see the shadow in it. Uh, and there are other like certain non-spirited objects and things. So if you're in the spirit world, there are obvious things that you will miss. And that can be tripping over a rock, running into like a wall of some kind, or not seeing a horde of enemies coming right at you. Yeah, I'm covered in bruises. <laughs> tattoos and bruises. Tattoos and bruises. <laughs> Maybe the tattoos were to cover the bruises. <laughs> oh, I love it. So, you have just finished walking Loet's winding path. Uh, Risok, I think you are hurting, but mostly holding it together. You did a good job on scouting. You got incredibly valuable information. Uh, you've done your job. Loet? Despite all of the things that have happened on this mission so far, your routes have proven to be smooth, and they've proven to be good. Rezzy, you didn't sleep very well last night, and that is weighing on you super heavily. You filled up a track, didn't you? Or who? who oh my gosh, it was Tekka? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. I'm weary. Yeah. So yeah, Rezzy, you are tired, but oh so hungry for that fight. Um, you, and for food. Yeah. And for food. Um, Traga, this is this is this has been tough on you as well, but like at least your body is in an okay place for it. And Tekka. Oh sweet Tekka. You have filled up your weary track, right? Yeah, we haven't even really started. <laughs> and you're already surrendering to weariness. Oh my god. I need you to roll, uh, and on this one you do want to roll low. Yeah. So do do does, is anything added towards it? Oh to yes, my weary. that would be all four of your weary boxes. Oh, no. <laughs> Someone want to give a eulogy? Um. <laughs> oh, is that how that works? But you don't no. want bonuses, right? Because you want to lo- oh, roll right. low. I don't know. Do it. Does a bonus like do I think, a negative? I think we could make a bonus do a negative. Um, you can also use camaraderie to have someone help you with this too. I yeah. have camaraderie with Tekka. Yeah. Uh, if you do that, you will spend that camaraderie, erasing a piece of that camaraderie. It is like you coming together and using some of your like social glue that you have, and it gets used up. Like you would perform emotional labor. Well, you're just getting tired of like, helping. I can I use moves, me? or are those off the table right now? Uh, you can use a move. I think I have two moves. Either one might be helpful. One of them is animal magnetism. When you pour on the charm and provoke someone, treat a miss as a seven to nine. When doing so with a PC and they give you the reaction you want, they choose two instead. Gain camaraderie with you, mark experience, and remove weary. Interesting. So this is you uh, using your social like experience, recognizing that Tekka is not doing great. Mm-hmm. Um, and your solution is going up and trying to be charming to lift their spirits. I like it. I like it. Um, so uh, this is you spending uh, to, to influence this role at all. Like this is you spending your camaraderie with them. It's but got highlighted provoke someone. Is that a basic move I should? 
Uh, so provoke, yes, that is provoke someone. Uh, this is a little bit of a complicated web of moves that we're doing. So sure. the, the first thing I want you to do is erase that camaraderie. Uh, so you're going to have minus one to this check, which is extremely good for you because mm -hmm. it's still plus three and kind of brutal. Before we finish this check, I, I do want to uh, have you roll this, this charm thing because I want to see how that worked out. Oh, not well. Not great. What does a miss do? Treat a miss as a seven to nine. Oh, okay. So it's a seven to nine on provoke. Oh. So you are trying to provoke them uh, to like feel better. At the, to, 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 sure. To like give, give you a smile, give you some reassurance that they're okay as a person. Because right now they're kind of a wreck. Mm -hmm. um, and you're headed into a tense situation here. On a seven to nine... Um, for PCs, uh, they mark experience if they give you the reaction that you want. So please describe specifically what reaction you're looking for out of Tekka in this situation. So we have had and still sort of have uh, a close relationship and were once intimate. I think um, Loet has seen smiles. Scene. Oh wait, wait. Tekka, Tekka, and Loet were intimate, or yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. I forgot that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she she knows what it looks like when you're happy. Mm -hmm. um, so I think Loet comes over, puts an arm around you, and does just kind of a little a squeeze on each shoulder, and says, "Hey, you okay? You what, can get through this." What reaction do you want? I I want her to pull out of where she is right now because she she's so detached in the spirit world and like mm. bearing that weariness i want her to come back and just like have a moment have a, a present moment yeah okay do you do that i think yes because i have two camaraderie on my end with loette and i think loette is kind of has been more of like my my anchor like to this physical realm so i think that touch it does jolt her awake like a like into because she does retreat into the spirit realm because that's her safe place that is her her place to, to hide from the reality of what's going on around her uh, so she kind of looks up a little bit surprised at first um smiles just just like a quirk a corner yeah it's a sad mouth. smile it is a sad smile but it is like an appreciative smile of that that physical content contact and in the memories of of previous um, intimacy um, and but it's very tiny I think all all you're able to do with that Loet is putting a hand on your shoulder I think your hand goes to hers and like there's a moment where it's just a slight squeeze uh, reminding each other that you're alive and present together with that based on that animal magnetism move you get to remove another point of uh, of weariness uh, so this is, you're at three weariness right now, um, minus one to the roll, so plus two overall, roll surrender to weary, and we'll see where you're at. I rolled four. Oh, not good. Oh, actually, no, e extremely no, good. <laughs> extremely good. Well, I'm sorry. I rolled a four, so plus three of weary, because I have to add. Minus one. Minus, minus one. So there's minus one to that. So, so it's like so you have a plus two. Okay, so so, I, so it's going to be six. Yes. <laughs> At so the end it's of the six. day, the math is six. There's a six. lot happening in this roll. Um, but let's see here. Well, if she removes one of my wearies, do I even have to roll for surrender to weariness? I am still provoking the surrender to weariness move, which, which provoked all of this. So you do, and it's probably better for the group that you do. On a miss, you're able to keep it together. So... That moment that you had with each other, despite all of the nonsense, despite burying a comrade and all of the things that have gone wrong, you're able to take a deep breath and keep going. So, you've finished this winding path. Everyone is tired. Um, people are shaken emotionally, but you still have work to do. Uh, you find yourselves uh, within sight distance of this encampment. Uh, You've done a great job tracking, uh, like, 
the basic elements of who's there. You know what clans people are from. You don't know specific people, partially because the, pe the person scouting didn't know all the players involved. Um, what do you do now that you're here? Well, as everyone else, like, does military things um that, that's not something i'm familiar with or know of so i do what i'm good at and that is talking to spirits um so I, I would like to spirit walk so i can ask the spirits a question and they will answer it honestly all right i want you to set up for me what spirit walking looks like i think this is a little bit deeper than the kind of meditative trances that you've been entering to get mm -hmm. basic spirit information you're communing right now right so what does that look like visually visually it's it's very ritualistic um there is a soft hum that she sings to herself a low low in the throat um, and she walks in a spiral. Once I come to the center, I then reverse direction back outwards again. And there I stop, and the spirit is in the center of the spiral. I love this. I think as uh, we see Tekka walking out the reverse spiral, and there's like a visual camera effect with that. Like we're, we're getting it from a bird's eye view. And we can see, uh, we can see like the world getting a negative effect as you walk out. That that spiral on the ground is sort of like drawn in with uh, some some charcoal. Uh, and as you walk out the reverse spiral, like we see it turn white as the audience, and the rest of the world gains a negative effect around it. So we see the shade in the center. Tekka is still highlighted in you know the the vivid colors of life and uh the shade the spirit uh has like a negative effect to it what uh is this spirit is it a human spirit no it's cool. a fox spirit yeah the fox uh sahala my i guess the the spirit that i kind of talk with a lot is itself a, a fox so i really gravitate towards them this is a different one um but yeah so it's a fox spirit and foxes are a little tricksy. So It's lounging. Yeah. She's she grins at it. She she's very excited to see the, the fox appear. The fox winks back. <laughs> Hi. Well hello there. We need to get our friend. And I know you've been around here for a little while. What are these people least expecting? He, like, stretches. Um, like, does that stretch where he stretches back first and then he leans forward and, like, slowly kicks out his little paws um, before seeming to, like, like, doing a circle and seeming to thoroughly enjoy having a tail. Um, you've seen animals do this. Uh, it swishes back and forth and it ponders for a second. I don't think they're expecting to be attacked. They don't walk like they're predators. Hmm. I can only ask one question. Am I allowed to ask follow-up questions? Uh, yeah, we'll give you one follow-up question just to... Uh... I cock my head to the side at that. How do they not walk like predators? Have you ever seen a lion? Yes. The way that a lion moves, when it's careful, it's careful because it doesn't want it to be difficult to kill. Now when I move, or when you move, we walk because we know that something can kill us. That's the difference. They've never met a predator. Huh. Good luck! Well, thank you. You're certainly better conversation. And the fox will disappear what's everyone else doing rusak's got some um questions and just like general concerns for louette uh so while everybody else is potentially like unpacking doing you know whatever it is you guys do to pass the time um or to even like mentally kind of compose yourselves i'm going to kind of like nervously shuffle my way over to you um louette 
I I know you've explained the battle plan, but is is there a chance that we're going to have to kill Yelly? That's certainly not the plan. But if there comes a point where we can't retrieve her, we have little other choice. I'm not comfortable with that. I I don't think I'd be able to participate. It's a bit of a moral dilemma for me. Um, and so I'd like to um, invoke my um, healthy discourse, which is when I engage with somebody in a philosophical, moral, or ethical debate. Um, I get to roll with valor. Uh, so we'll do my roll first, and then we'll kind of see what we kind of can pick up. Uh, seven. Uh, I get to choose one. So it's kind of going towards you. You either get to mark weary or jaded. Um, you can gain camaraderie with me. Uh, you can remove a point of weary. Or um, if you can concede the point to me, uh, you mark experience. So this is against killing another person generally or against killing specifically Yelly? Specifically Yelly. Um, I like the idea of marking a camaraderie with you because generally Loette agrees. It's not the ideal situation and it's not what she wants. When, when we set out on this mission, she said, we're going to save Yelly. So... Um, I think we do definitely have a spirited conversation and maybe even reflect on some memories and say neither of us want that. But, you know, uh, Loet concedes that if it has to happen, you're not the one responsible for it. That's so lovely. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, yes. Mark, camaraderie. Awesome. I like that a lot. I think um, based off of that, after that conversation, because that was like very much in the philosophical space, but there's real emotion that's behind it. I would like uh, Loette to roll an open up to someone with Rysok, because... Oof. Am I adding anything? You're adding uh, Valor. Valor. That's six. Six. Okay. So that's a miss. Um, I guess it doesn't say anything happens on a miss here. So I don't think, like, I think there's, like, kind of a, a check-in, but I feel like there are reasons that you can't get deeper into the situation right now. Maybe she's afraid of getting deeper in, in such a situation where we all have to be on point. So yeah. accessing those feelings underneath a little too vulnerable. It's kind of raw still. Exactly. So, uh, what about Trega and Rezi? What are you doing? Um, I feel like I'm very mission-focused right now. I am trying to um, get a beat on the organization of the enemy camp, their movements, see if I can get any sight on Yelly whatsoever, sort of trying to infer maybe where they're keeping her based on guard if I can't see her, trying to sort of get a get an eye on how many people are on guard, what are the rotations like, what are the movements like, how wide of a patrol are they doing, that kind of thing. This looks like a look beyond to me. Okie dokie. So please, let's see. Um, uh, roll cunning. Just a question. I was going to say, can I do it with her? Because I think Tag that... Team. Yeah, I think that we would... This is something we might take. Cool. You are there. I think yeah. we're going to have Trego roll the look beyond because I have a feeling something is going to happen as a result of this. Mm. Shit. <laughs> it is cunning. It is cunning. Yeah, I have zero in cunning. Uh, okay. Um, it's a six. Cool. I do have plus you one have to a plus give one out. forward. I do. And you're with me. Mm -hmm. I, yep. 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 <gasps> Thank you. You can push it in the seven range. Push it in seven range, please. Yep. Done. Okay. <laughs> We're working together. Okay. So in this situation, you can ask me one question and I must answer honestly. You will not get a follow-up question, though. Yeah. If I asked a question about Yelly's location, would that include information about, like, the guards posted around? I just want to know, like, Yelly's situation in the camp. 
how yelly it depends on how you word the question the book does advise monkey paw style nonsense for for certain things so (laughs) be aware of that as you craft this question all righty can I consult with the uh, my partner here mm-hmm. who's with me? Your partner in crime. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would say that here's what Rezzy's perspective would be. What is the best path to Yelly? Or yeah, what or are the greatest dangers I would between us and Yelly? Rezzy's focus is going to more be not so much on the dangers, but more on where Yelly is and how to get to Yelly. It's so like, how could we best get to Yelly? Yeah. Well, okay. What's the best what, path to Yelly? Yeah. I, what is the best path that I see to Yelly? Hey, heroes. Welcome to the mid-roll. I want to start things off with some exciting news. The next one-shot book club book is ready. And we're doing Runaway Hirelings. Everyone who subscribes to our Patreon at the $15 or more a month tier is getting a free PDF copy of Runaway Hirelings, the game about peasants, merchants, and people generally unequipped to go on adventures trying to make it out of a dungeon with their lives and some treasure that we featured on OneShot a couple of months ago. Folks, I had so much fun playing Runaway Hirelings, and I'm so excited that we get to offer it to our book club listeners for free. Now, this offer is valid even if you enroll in the book club immediately. So if you've wanted to check out this game or you generally like free RPG PDFs, I suggest you head over to patreon.com slash one shot podcast and sign up for our book club. It comes with all the other benefits of being a Patreon donor and free games. Heroes, I mentioned this in the introduction, but just to reiterate it, I'm going to be doing a Dungeons and Dragons live streaming event. Thanks to the stellar organizational skills of our very own Victoria Rogers, myself, and many other D&D podcasters, some of whom you know from the OneShot Network, are going to help Wizards of the Coast show off their new Dungeons & Dragons storyline. If you want to catch the live streams with me and your other OneShot favorites, you can head to dnd.wizards.com slash dndlive2019 and check out the schedule and other information about the event. If you happen to live in the LA area, you can actually show up to a live event and you'll be able to meet me there. Folks, if you like that this is happening, be sure to let Wizards know and certainly show up for those live streams. Circling back to Patreon, recently OneShot patrons unlocked our 8250 a month stretch goal, which is making the Binbon and Jubna 2 episodes of the Campaign Podcast available for the public. Those are going to be coming out on the Campaign Podcast feed this week. It's all part of our road towards $8,500 a month where the campaign podcast is going to become a weekly show again. Before we get back to the show, I want to take a quick minute to thank some of the folks who are getting us towards that goal. Luca Willis, thank you so much. Andy Olson, thank you. Wes Head, thank you so much, Wes. Penelope Weber, thank you very much. Belmore, thank you. Casey Eisner, thank you so much, Casey. Nils, oh no. Nils has a bunch of characters in their name that I don't recognize, so I apologize in advance. Nils Blamatak, thank you very much for supporting us, and I'm so sorry about that. Daniel Castiglione, thank you so much. Darren Lee, thank you. Brandon Evans, thank you so much. Stentor Danielson, thank you. Daniel R. Smith, thank you very much. Chase Golmatis, thank you very much. Bob Hop, thank you so much. Flower underscore arrangement, I can only assume being a reference to that run on campaign, thank you so much. Greer Jacobs, thank you. Micah Shalom Kesselman. Thank you very much. And Andrew Bleeker, thank you. Thanks again to everyone who supports us through Patreon. You make everything that we do here at the network possible. And soon you are going to make Campaign a weekly show again. I just know it. With all of that out of the way, let's get back to the show. Towards the center of this encampment, there is a large tent where the sorceress stays. Between Rysok's scouting and the careful watching that you've been doing, you are pretty sure that Yelly would be in that tent. Of course. Of course she's with the sorceress. And the best path. Why, you can see the best path, and that's through the people who are in your way. You look and see the shadow-touched people 
wandering around those hulking guards. And at first, you know, you're ready. You've been looking for the taste of the hunt, wanted battle to come to you, and it's finally here. You're ready to spring forward. But you see, one of them is familiar to you. And you don't even recognize him by his face first. You recognize him by his sword, the twin sword to yours. Epi stands as one of the guards. I will elbow Rezzy and just nod my head in his direction. And just like you can probably just hear my teeth grinding. And I think that I would know Epi as well. Yeah, you would. Epi was so handsome when he was a person. And that's part of why you didn't recognize him now. Because his features have been warped by the shadow. Um... But of course, his sister would know him anywhere. And once it's pointed out to you, it's unignorable. I don't know if, if this is uh, possible at this, this point, but um, we were talking about um, secondary goals to the mission. I absolutely now have a secondary goal of, of freeing Epi and reclaiming my sword. I love that, yeah, this is this is not a planned on secondary goal either, but you two have kind of been Maverick style right in your own uh, path for how this mission should be working. So that makes sense to me. Yeah. I have an idea. Mm. Can you explain to me the shadow step thing? Uh, so, like, how it says in the moves? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Spirit Walk, when you have time, safety, and the chance to retreat into nature, you may slip free of this world to walk with the spirits. I have two moves within that move that I can do. I can temporarily sever the shadow's control over a person or a place, or I can ask the spirits a question and they will answer it honestly. Uh, what was the move where you could move a certain distance did, did you have a move where you could move like a shadow step oh movement? that that is one of them that i could have oh but you taken. didn't take it i didn't take it yeah i can only choose two so i chose to temporarily sever the controls the shadows mm-hmm. control of a person or place mm-hmm. and i can ask the spirits a question but that was one of the options I was hoping you'd taken the, the one where we could do movement because I would transport us like into the tent and then we could fight our way out. That, that would be cool. cool. I could just like temporarily well, we... remove the shadow from this place. That's... It, remove it from all the people? <laughs> That's what I... The surrounding. How I interpret it. Or is it like yeah. terrain? Uh, so I would, I would say because the shadow also corrupts nature, that would be more repairing mm-hmm. the damage yeah, the shadow has done. But it's, uh, it's only temporarily. But yeah. it, but it wouldn't lift it out of the people. Like if there was a, pre- yeah. I uh-huh. I don't think so. I think that's why there's a distinction. One person, right. yeah. Okay. Um, well, I would like to come back to camp and share the information that yeah. we we okay. gathered with the group and sort of have a, a tete a tete about. You, okay. Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. I'm okay. Not telling. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna ask. Please, I'm not please telling deliver. Anyone. Just deliver it in character. Yeah. That's... Yeah. There's a central tent think that's the sorceress's tent and pretty sure that's where they have Yelly. Best as I can see it, the only way in is through. Maybe what we can do is Rezzy and I can cause a distraction. Quieter ones go and get her. Maybe Rezzy and I make it out, maybe we don't. The fox agrees. The fox. Yeah, the fox. The what? I spoke with the fox. He lives uh, here. Uh... Okay, sure. No, they're not used to being prey. The least thing they're expecting is being attacked. All right. Well, I can serve that up. Well, let's take advantage of some of the traps in the area. There's a ravine not far, and if you can lead them close enough, we can trick one of the traps, one of which being a bomb in the ground. That will reduce that ledge to nothing. So perhaps you could get them close enough and force them back or at least some of them, to reduce their numbers, and we can drop them off. You think they'll chase us? I don't think they'll know what to do. If they're not used to being prey, well, if their natural inclination is to be the a predator, predator... They follow mm-hmm. until they realize we aren't prey. Mm-hmm. And whoever doesn't fall will fall to the 
you. Do you want to know if you can do it? And she clicks her bones. No. No. No, you keep those away from me. Okay. Let me show you how the traps work and what to look for. All right. And Louette takes the time to draw some diagrams in the dirt and show them exactly how some of those traps work and what to look out for and um, where they would be located on the ledge. All right. So you have a firm plan. We do, but we don't. Um... (laughs) Go for it. Yeah. Corporal, um, when we get to the tent, do you think we'll have to fight our way through? Are we just going to bust in and bust out? Like it's, we've got a plan up until we arrive. Yeah. And it will be the three of us. Tekka, your battle prowess seems to be there. Um, I'm just wondering what your contribution can be when we're in the thick of it all. My suggestion. You have an ability to lift the shadow temporarily. Correct? Yes. But it's only when they have safety. It's only when I'm safe. Yeah. That is one of the rules of the move. When the men have left the camp and the only threat left is the sorceress sorceress inside of the tent, if she is outside of the tent, could she cast it and consider herself safe? That's... I think this... I think whatever shadow shadow touched person that you are trying to reverse the effects of shadow for they need to be restrained like it has to be unambiguous safety the sorceress just does magic are they physically strong or at this point you don't know Do know can i How long... from the safety of where we currently are temporarily sever the shadow from the sorceress you can try you know uh, you, you've you've done this once before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think I need to know a little bit more about how that happened. So I was in safety. I think someone was captured mm-hmm. um, within my clan. Uh, someone within the Dothus clan was affected by by the shadow, and so I was safe because I was surrounded by my clan's people Mm -hmm. and there was only one person affected by the shadow and as I watched this creature that was penned and kept together while people tried to figure out what they were going to do with this person um, I watched it I I think Tekka thinks of them as it's at this point they're not people anymore they're these abominations in, in their mind I watched it and went into a meditative state and reached out just just to see mm-hmm. what was there yeah um, and I I wrapped myself around it my my metaphysical self around it yeah I tried to like dampen it like a blanket and I think I think there was something effective. Uh, perhaps you only were able to talk to the other person's spirit, but that's something that no one in your clan had been able to do for this person who was injured during a fight. Um, I think they're injured and unconscious, which is why originally you didn't know, like the clan didn't know they were shadow touched, and you were, you know, giving them medical ministrations. Uh, once they woke up, it became obvious what had happened, but I think only you at that point knew, like, or, so, like, they woke up, they were shadow-touched, they had to be put down, but you knew that when they were unconscious, you spoke to their spirit. And everyone else has been telling you, no, that's impossible, you you couldn't have, that's not how this works. And, like, you can't talk to their spirit now. So, um... I think, yeah, you, you, you have a definite idea that you can receive the shadow, even if it's momentarily, and even if it requires very specific conditions, and you have confided that in Loette. How much of this do we know? I, I did establish earlier that the previous night, Loette had informed the group mm-hmm. uh, that there was a potential side mission here 
in trying to capture someone who is shadow touched, which this goes so far beyond the the normal like commands yeah. approach to shadow. And I think at that point I was furious about it um, and uh, thought it was it was a reckless um, thing to do to endanger everyone to endanger the mission. I think now I pipe back up and say that um, when I was scouting, I uh, think I found a candidate for your research mission. I'll see if I can take them. All right. But be safe. Your safety comes before that mission. Glory before anything. Yeah, I, I think I give Trig a bit of a significant look when Loet says that. I give you a significant look back. <laughs> I would like you to resist the shadow, please. <laughs> Is that both of us or just Trig? Yeah, that's both of you. Okay. You're both... You're both into this. Um, what is that again? Is it? Uh, so tra- that is training. Valor. Valor. Okay, I'm good at Valor. Yeah, me too. Come on, dice. Oh, dice not on your side today. Oh, they are on my side today. That's a. Oh, ten. That's a, oh that's okay, a ten. cool. I, I thought that was two twos for no, a second. No, no, six and a two, uh, and I get plus two. So. So on a ten, you resist the influence and clearly know what it wanted from you. So. The shadow descends on you. Like, you felt it hovering around, and, like, you feel something grasp at your bones. Uh, and it's a whisper. Not a whisper that's exactly words. It's a whisper that you feel in your self-conscious that just says, she doesn't know what she's doing. Um, what about you, Rezzy? I rolled an eight. Okay. Nice. That's still pretty good. So you're going to do or say something you regret as the shadow sinks into your bones and actually catches hold. In Traga's situation, you recognize that you were just speaking with the shadow on some level and you know what it wanted from you. You know that it wanted you to disrespect Loet. Rezzy, you don't. Um, so you do or say something you regret. I think in this in this case, I'm going to turn to Trega and say, I think you should tell them the truth. <laughs> oh, the entire... That rules! Mark Jaded, please. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, quick technical question. I have two points in Jaded now. Does this open up the jaded moves for me? Uh, the jaded moves will open up when you get the full. Is it? Is it should, yeah, it should be full. Yeah, it should be the full. How many do you have on your jaded track? Two. <laughs> wow! Wow! Whoa! No, no, Holy no, cow! How many boxes? Oh, oh five. Five. Sorry, okay, five. I was gonna go. Wow! Because I would expect maybe someone has like four boxes or three boxes on the extreme end. Yeah. But sorry, I so, have five boxes. When you fill up five boxes, you will get a jaded move. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. And some of those rule, so. Um, I think based on the fact that uh, I just felt this touch me and I know what it is, um, I'll just look at Rezzy and be like, you don't know what you're saying. You don't mean that. The shadow's touching us now. This is interesting. Do you want to reveal that the shadow is touching you to the group? No, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) The shadow is touching you now. I don't know. No, I'd be like, you don't mean that. And Rezzy, you, I feel like, are justified in pushing either way on this. I think that lying to them won't help us. I think that being honest is the only chance we can get everybody you on board to You go too help far. You. And I'll back down at that. Well, you everyone, you heard that. Yep. So <laughs> what do you do with that information? Louet <laughs> says... We're at a point where we can't turn back. And as the current corporal, I have to trust every one of you to do your job. If there is any information that could put us at risk or save us, I trust you to tell us what it is. If you don't think we need to know, 
I trust you in that decision as well. Nothing that would affect the demission. Understood. Spoken like a true shiny corporal. Well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week, but don't worry. We'll be back next week with more of The Watch. In the meantime, be sure to come out and see us at Star Wars Celebration if you happen to be in Chicago. And prepare to watch me and many other of your one-shot favorites on the new D&D Live show coming up in May. In the meantime, if you're looking for other great gaming shows, why not check out one of the other programs on the One-Shot Network? Like Backstory. Backstory is a cozy, thoughtful interview show featuring the most fascinating folks in role-playing. Join host Alex Roberts as she gets to know game designers, LARP rights, scholars, community organizers, and more. From emerging artists to seasoned veterans, guests open up about their creative process, what keeps them engaged, and their visions for the future of role-playing. As always, we end one shot with a call to action, and this week I'm asking you to support the Equality Act of 2019. Right now, there are 30 states without robust LGBTQ anti-discrimination laws. Queer folks can be legally fired, harassed at work, barred from businesses, denied housing, and much more because of their sexual orientation or any other type of queer identity. We need a bill that offers protections on a national level, and we can only get it passed with support. A key aspect of that is folks going out and calling their representatives to let them know that they support such a bill. And when I call my reps, I use a site called fivecalls.org. That's the number five, calls.org. There you can find summaries for issues like this one, contact information for your representatives, and a script to read while you're on the phone to help get your message across. Calling is quick and it can make a huge difference. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at gamemaster at oneshotpodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at paracosmpress.com. Finally, that music, which is right now swelling up over my voice, is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Heroes.